Silent screams bounce around my head like an impending storm, brewing into a force that will escape in a wild dance of chaos and be lost forever if I don't stop to write them down. Hi, this is Mark Leslie, and you're listening to Prelude to a Scream, Episode 3, I, Death. I, Death is a novella-length, serialized thriller that I have been giving away for free since uh, mid-January 2006. It's being told in real time on a blog at this-mortal-coil.blogspot.com. This story is being released live in blog format from the point of view of the main character, Peter O'Malley. That is to say that it looks and feels just like a blog, uh, except the, uh, the blogger in this case, Peter, happens to be a fictitious character. And he's basically telling the story of what's happened to him and why he feels that he has this death curse surrounding him. So without further ado, here are the first few posts from the serialized thriller, I, Death. Wednesday, January 18, 2006, 10.23 p.m. It's over. I can't believe it. Sarah won't speak to me. It's as if she blames me for her father's death sentence. I can't say it's a new feeling, though. It's like all my life, death has consumed the people in my life. First my parents, then my best friend, now Sarah's dad. I've been where Sarah is now, but she won't let me help her. Hell, she's not even talking to me. Ever since her father announced to the family that he had an inoperable brain cancer so far advanced that the doctors were giving him a 50-50 chance of living beyond one more month, she stopped talking to me, refused to see me, and ignores my phone calls. It's been four weeks now. Four long, painful, horrible weeks. I think I'm going to die. I wish I was dead, actually, like so many of the people I've cared about. Our school guidance counselor suggested that I start keeping this audio journal in order to try dealing with it. So here I am, speaking into the microphone, trying to come to terms with it. But I don't want to talk about how I feel. I keep stopping and wanting to hit something. I want to smash my fingers against this desk. I want to throw this fucking microphone out the window. This is bullshit. Thursday, January 19, 2006. 9.27 p.m. Sarah's still not talking to me. She wasn't at school today either. I must have called her place half a dozen times just today. She has her own phone line, her own private line. I keep leaving messages, but but she won't answer. The bitch. No, no. I take that back. She, she's not a bitch. I love her. She's my soulmate. That's why this hurts so fucking much. That's why it feels like somebody's ripped my heart right out of my chest. Stomping on it. 
We're studying Shakespeare in school right now. Hamlet, actually. I can't concentrate on much, but this is something that's caught my attention. It's that scene that everyone's heard without ever having seen Hamlet. The, the one where he's talking to himself, holding this skull. It's called a soliloquy, or something like that. It doesn't matter. What matters is the monologue that our teacher, Miss Hamilton, explained to us in modern English. I normally don't pay all that much attention to the old bird, but, but this time I couldn't help but hang on her every word. It spoke to me. To be or not to be. Wow. What wild, crazy shit. I mean, what made him put it into such a bizarre term? Who would have thought that that's what Hamlet meant? That he was considering committing suicide? I found myself reading and rereading the quote over and over again. I think I have a lot of it memorized now because I can actually recite it. To be or not to be, that is the question. Whether tis nobler in the mind to suffer the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune, or to take arms against a sea of troubles, and by opposing, end them. And by opposing, end them. What a wickedly cool statement. To die, to sleep no more, and by a sleep to end the thousand heartaches, the thousand natural shocks that flesh is heir to, to die, to sleep, to sleep perchance to dream. Aye, there's the rub. Aye, yes, the rub. For in that sleep of death what dreams might come when we have shuffled off this mortal coil. <laughs> I know this Shakespeare dude lived hundreds of years ago, but, but he knew, man. He knew exactly how I feel. I don't know how, but he did. Fucking strange. Friday, January 20, 2006. 6.04 p.m. Okay. Okay. So the guidance counselor was right. I actually slept almost the whole night last night. Fucking shrink. Who'd have thought? In any case, I actually felt better after, after speaking out that last journal entry. I even went a whole day without calling Sarah. A whole freaking day. This this audio journal is actually helping, I think. Saturday, January 21, 2006. 10.02 a.m. Just when I thought I was getting over this, that the guidance counselor's therapy was working, it all fell apart. That elated feeling I had yesterday seems to have slipped away completely because I fell back into the old pattern after only a day. I woke up this morning with an urge to talk to Sarah. It was like this burning itch that I couldn't control. I just wanted to talk to her, that's all. Just talk to her. But like an itch that you can't reach, I kept trying to scratch, but it was no use. All morning I kept calling, leaving my messages on her machine. She, she has her own phone line, have I mentioned that? But she never calls back. She never calls back. Damn, that whole therapy thing that the guidance counselor talked about was a temporary fix, apparently. It helped me for a short time. But now, I'm right back where I started. Or maybe even worse off, because for a day or so there, I actually started to feel better. Damn it. Saturday, January 21, 2006. 3.44 p.m. I was thinking about how I felt after talking about Hamlet and my thoughts about his little monologue and how it made me feel. 
it actually did help. And I think I need to get back on track like that again. I think I need to express a bit of my pain. But not just today's pain. Not the pain about Sarah. The pain that I've lived with my entire life. I think in order to understand this, to come to terms with what's happened, I need to go right back to the beginning. To the first person that was taken away from me. To the beginning of this chain of death and misery. If I had to pick a place to start, it would have to be with my birth. My mother died during my delivery. As the story goes, apparently there were some complications. The umbilical cord had wrapped itself around my neck and nobody had noticed. My mother was told that her baby had died in the womb, but that she had to give birth to me anyway. She was screaming hysterically. It took everything my father had just to calm her down, he'd said. The doctors then talked her through delivering her stillborn baby. Although she did what they told her, she kept screaming through the whole process. At one point, in the middle of the final push, she let out a gut-wrenching scream, what happened to be her last mortal contribution to this world and my head finally cleared her cervix in a huge rush of blood. Pushed down in the full flow of blood, the rest of my body came out so fast that the doctor and nurse who'd been ready to receive me didn't catch me. I landed on the floor with a wet, slurpy thud, and the strangest thing happened. I started crying. The labor room staff were mystified. Somehow I'd come back from the dead just as my mother had breathed her last breath. I'm told that my father didn't even know. Even as his staff scrambled to pick me up, cut the umbilical cord, clean my eyes, ears, and mouth of the amniotic fluid. Despite the loud and unwavering crying I was making, he didn't even know. He just held my mother and cried, his own crying much louder than my own. Welcome to the world, Peter. I hope you enjoyed that sneak peek from iDeath. And if you want to catch the rest of it, please check out the rest of the story. It's been going on for over six months now. You can check it out at http colon slash slash this dash mortal dash coil dot blogspot dot com. Or just do a keyword search in Google for Mark Leslie and iDeath, and I'm sure you'll find it. Now, this whole project, uh, releasing a story for free in blog format, is uh, something that I've had a blast with. It's been absolutely uh, entertaining uh, for me as a writer because it's one of the first projects that I've worked on in which I'm actually getting feedback from readers while I'm writing it. Uh, and that's really been a unique experience, and it's uh, actually helped change the story uh, as it as it goes. Sometimes people have left comments or sent me emails uh, about what they uh, have read, and uh, that's helped me um, decide uh, what's going to happen next. Basically, they like a certain character, they really liked something, so I, I've returned to it again or maybe expanded upon a character to give them more of what they want. The... Concept for My Death originally came from a short story I had written when I myself was 17. Uh, ironically enough, the short story was called I Death. 
It was about 1,700 words, and it basically told the story of Peter O'Malley. Uh, the short story opened up uh, thusly. I open the door to my room, toss my books into the corner, and throw myself onto the bed. Oh, what a headache. What a day. Maybe I should stop here and explain myself to anyone reading this. First of all, my name is Peter O'Malley. I was orphaned at age three when, as I'm told, my parents and my older brother were killed when our house burned down. From then on, I lived with my Aunt Shelley and Uncle Bob. They're nice people. I mean, they've been my parents ever since my folks died. And, and now, well, I guess I should start at the beginning. Well, that's the first couple of paragraphs from the story. Basically goes on for uh, another 1,500 words or so. And um, basically, it's a single journal entry that Peter O'Malley wrote. About four years after that, I'd uh, written the sequel to iDeath. And it was about a year and a half from today uh, ago that I was reading um, some market listings, and there was a market that looked like the sequel to this story would fit perfectly. So I dug into my story archives, because I hadn't touched it for well over five or six years, and I wanted to uh, read it again and maybe rewrite it and uh, see if I could flesh it out, bring the characters out a little bit more. As I was doing that, I had to go back to the original uh, story, I, Death, and when I read that, I thought, wow, there's there's so much more I can do with this. And that's when it hit me. Maybe I should just start at the beginning and take the concept that I had in I, Death and uh, and modernize it and, and basically write it. So when I originally wrote it, it was in the mid-80s, and it was a journal entry that this teenager uh, had made. And when I thought about revising it and modernizing it, I thought, well, wouldn't this more likely be an online journal that this teenager kept? I mean, that's the, the craze nowadays. So that's when I decided I would write it as a blog entry, and then from that point on, I thought, well, why don't I actually do it as a blog? And basically, that's how the that's how the whole thing came about. I thought, uh, why not even release it as a blog and just give it away to people, see uh, see what people think of it, see if it's actually a worthwhile tale. So far, all signs seem to indicate that it is a worthwhile tale. I have a dedicated readership. Um, from almost the beginning, from all over the globe. And I've gotten some wonderful feedback. Some of the most interesting feedback, of course, are people who have stumbled upon the blog thinking that Peter O'Malley is real and not realizing immediately that uh, he is a fictitious character. Uh, That's sort of part of the original intent, but I, I did put a disclaimer at the bottom of the screen because I didn't want anyone panicking thinking this teenager was running around killing people and uh, blogging about it and, and calling the authorities, etc. Well, that's the end of Episode 3. I'm Mark Leslie. Thank you so much for listening to Prelude to a Scream. The music has been provided by Kevin McLeod of Incomtech.com. Please email me comments to mark at marklesley.ca or visit me on the web at preludetoascream.blogspot.com or marklesley.blogspot.com. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day.